a John Lennon lyric just started resonating in my mind. And I couldn't remember the full song. Uh, and I've been a Beatles aficionado for decades. And then it came to me. Let me take you down because I'm going to Strawberry Fields. Nothing is real. And you know the rest of the song, probably. Nothing is real. Further stands it down. Uh, he says, living is easy with eyes closed, misunderstanding all you see. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out. It doesn't matter much to me. John Lennon. And the reason that resonated is this. I'm going to tell you a story about Seattle. But it's really a story about politics. It's really a story about a nation that's being split into two in a lot of ways. One of them being people who simply can no longer see the truth because they're wise in their own eyes and they can't see it. I'm going to tell you a story. This is going to sound made up. Ready? No racism is racism. And that racism is so serious that it supersedes a rape. The rape is less serious than the non-racism, which is racism. Got it? I mean, it's all very clear. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I so appreciate you being part of this program. Thank you for downloading it. It's super helpful when you share it with friends. And we continue the battle to block the pharma ads. I mean, I guess it's nice that they're desperate to talk to us. Willing to pay to talk to us. I don't want their money. It's in my contract that the ads are not to run. Our radio partners are doing everything they can to track them down. We may just turn them off. They're open to that. Just turn, just turn those ads off. So thank you for being patient with us. This is an interesting opportunity to contrast and compare. GOP lawmakers are, well, they're finally doing something. At least they're asking questions. Uh, This is happening in Canada as well. It's not just here. The Chinese Communist Party is setting up police stations in American cities and in Canadian cities. Now, in point of fact, parts of Canada for uh, about a decade have had Islamic courts. Did you know that? True story. Uh, I think it's in Toronto, the eastern portion of, of Canada. They set up they set up Islamic courts. Because, you know, I mean, if, if Islamic families have disputes, they can't be expected to go to Canadian courts. They have to have their own courts in the land of, of Canada. Right, because it's a, it's a what? Democracy. Nothing is real. 
GOP lawmakers are questioning uh, Tony Blinken and the hapless paper bully named Merrick Garland over a Communist Party police station in New York. Now, if you read that sentence and you think, a what? Yeah, a, a, a Communist Party police station to help, you know, keep, keep eyes on Chinese tourists. But they'd never use a station like that to intimidate Chinese immigrants, right? Okay, that's the contrast. Let's do the compare. In the separate country of Washington, the so-called Supreme Court has overturned a man's conviction for rape. The man happens to be black, or as it's said in the Seattle Times, black, black. But I'm trying to do a capital B. His rape conviction has been overturned by the so-called Washington State Supreme Court. Want to know why? Because someone somewhere might believe that there was some racism involved in not allowing some people in the jury. Was there proof of it? No. No. Did he rape a woman? Yeah. So no racism is racism and so severe is that non-racism as racism that a rape conviction is being overturned. Got it? So it can all seem so very confusing. It really can. And I would like to talk to people who are confused about why the weight loss isn't working. Why the fat loss isn't working. Uh, I've, I've chatted with people who've told me many times, I don't know how I can't lose weight. I eat less than I burn. I am careful about what I eat. And the weight is not coming off. Well, I mean, this is very similar to, um, I've tried fixing this thing in my car. I watched the YouTube videos. I, I went and did what they said, but it's still there. You might be dealing with something that's not, well, it's not fixable on your own. Here's an indicator. If you've been restricting calories for a long time, and you've been doing that on a consistent basis, and let's say you're using a device like Fitbit and MyFitnessPal, you're using that combination, so you're tracking your calories and your exercise. And the fat's not coming off. There are ways to unlock fat from the body that my friends at Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A weightloss.com understand and know. There's ways to get ahead of your body. And incidentally, one of the things you might be doing is you might be starving your body too much. You might be relying on too much, for instance, protein. Want to hear a little fun fact? Protein can, in some people, metabolize as sugar. Did you know that? Your body can become desperate for sugars. Likewise, it can happen with other substances. So if you've been stuck, get unstuck. I mean, some things we don't fix on our own. 
The folks at Soda Weight Loss, SOTAweightloss.com, stands for State of the Arts. They've been doing this for a long time. They're healthcare providers by background. They've helped people lose millions and millions of pounds of unwanted fat. I've taken off 150 pounds of unwanted fat, and I've kept it off. I have a very dear loved one who's on the Soda Weight Loss Protocol program, paying for it, and she is just killing it. Lots of people in the audience, podcast family, doing the same thing. Get unstuck. You'll work with a nutritionist who's seen people stuck before. They'll help you get over that hump and get what you need to get done. It's SotaWeightLoss.com, S-O-T-A WeightLoss.com. So this is the Seattle Times, which is not really a news organization as much as it is an advocacy organization. And on topics of race, it is just ridiculously clownish. Headline, Washington's Supreme Court overturned black man's rape conviction over biased in jury selection. The Washington Supreme Court has unanimously overturned the rape conviction of a black Man in King County finding the trial judge improperly turned aside objections from the man's lawyer who claimed prosecutors may have dismissed two prospective jurors of color due to racial bias. May have. May have. Might. Have. Uh, The so-called chief justice of the so-called Washington Supreme Court. Instantly, the reason I use the so-called moniker for these guys is because they they just make things up. I'll give you just a quick case in point for people not from the separate country of Washington or unfamiliar with it. Um, there was an there was a, an initiative to the people that literally, inarguably broke the law. It, it's not even it can't be argued otherwise. The law in the separate country of Washington is initiatives must contain the full, clear, and complete text of the measure. So when someone comes to you to sign an initiative, you have to be able to read the whole thing, full, clear, and complete text of the measure. Got it? The initiative filers did not follow that law. They did not have the full, clear, and complete text of the measure. How do you know? Because you can put side by side. Here's the full, clear, and complete text of the measure. Example A. Example B. Here's what people signed. That went to the so-called Washington State Supreme Court. The Constitution in Washington prescribes how, how, how initiatives are run. That went to the Washington State Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, yeah, that's th- th- this does not contain the full, clear, and complete text of the measure. But we have, there's nothing we can do about it. The so-called state Supreme Court said, we can't touch the constitutionality of this. We don't get to do that. Now, that was a gun measure to make it difficult to legally own firearms. The very next day, that same so-called court decided that the death penalty is illegal, unconstitutional in Washington state. Was there anything in the Constitution about that? Nope. They just decided it. 
They had that power, but not the power to strike down this initiative. Got it? Let me take you down, because I'm going to, strawberry fields where nothing is real. So back to this piece, the so-called chief justice of the so-called Washington Supreme Court, Stephen Gonzalez, wrote that lower courts had misapplied the standard that the Supreme Court had adopted in its test to determine whether race could have, could, could have been a factor in the decision by prosecutors to strike two prospective jurors from the jury pool. Racial bias has long infected our jury selection process, Gonzalez wrote, offering no evidence of that. That's me. That's not the Seattle Times. Gonzalez wrote, explaining that the Supreme Court in 2018 adopted a rulemaking discrimination, uh, a rulemaking discrimination during the process more difficult. The final rule, called General Rule 37, was a result of years of negotiations and hearings, according to a, quote, friend of the court uh, brief filed by the ACLU, um, Union of Washington, the King County Department of Public Defense, and others. Here's how this breaks down. You ready for this? This rule applies to a portion of the jury selection called peremptory challenges. We all know what that is, right? That is that you just decide you don't want that person in your jury and you don't have to say why. They get to do that in limited cases, limited number of times. Gonzalez said this so-called Supreme Court justice, parties may use to strike a limited number of otherwise qualified jurors from the venoir, venoir. Without explanation, these challenges have a history of being used largely based on racial stereotypes or generalizations. Was it here? Under the Supreme Court rule, now listen to this. This is this is this is law. Under the Supreme Court rule, an objective observer is someone who is aware that implicit institutional unconscious bias, in addition to purposeful demonstration, have resulted in unfair exclusion of potential jurors in Washington state. Okay, has. <laughs> Here's the crux of this. The justices said the trial judge rejected those objections after concluding King County Superior Court Judge Christian Richardson, quote, did not believe an objective observer would think that this was a race-based challenge. She didn't think so. She said, oh, I don't think an objective observer would think so. But the so-called Supreme Court says, no, an objective observer would have thought so. That's, That's not law. (laughs) That is not law. You can't have laws based upon what an objective observer might have thought. What this means in the separate country of Washington is no rape case can survive. If the rapist was black. Because all the so-called Supreme Court needs to do is say, well, we're an objective of, we're looked at this, and an objective observer would have thought this might have contained racism. Might have. Let me take you down, because I'm going to Strawberry Fields. Nothing is real. Nothing to get hung about. Strawberry fields forever. Living is easy with eyes closed, misunderstanding all you see. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out. Doesn't matter much to me.
might. That's law. Might. Could have. Maybe one day could have. Under consideration, it's possible that. That's law. Apply this to, to, apply this to, to something simple. I am so unbelievably struck by how simple Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 is. How simple and all applicable. And how applying this could solve every problem. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. <laughs> wise in their own eyes. An objective observer on a Sunday may have had a sense that this might one day be viewed sort of as a racist thing, maybe. So, so let's apply this to daily life. You're driving down the highway. Here come the red lights. You are not in the separate country of Washington where you don't have to pull over for cops. You do, you're in a state with laws. You have to pull over for the cops. You pull over and you wait. The officer approaches your vehicle and says, license and registration, proof of insurance, please. And you say to the officer, yes, sir, here you go. May I ask why you pulled me over? Uh, well, an objective observer may have felt uh, that your decision to pass that vehicle back there was an act of racial bias. What? Was I speeding? Well, an objective observer may have concluded that your decision to pass that vehicle had more to do with racial bias than your need to get somewhere. It's possible that someone would have thought that. I'm going to write you a ticket for having displayed what an objective observer may have considered to be a racist inclination to pass that driver. Did you clock me on radar? Well, an objective observer may have thought. That's not law. There's, there's nothing factual about this. Who will be victimized in such a case? As, as black rapists, presumably in Seattle, because it's a segregated society, one would presume that black people go live in the black neighborhoods, which is what Seattle wants. They want balkanization. Who then would be most victimized by that? Black women. Like the women that Jacob Blake visited ruin upon before he was shot by cops because he was trying to get a knife and kill them. Who would protect them from such a thing? Well, of course, someone like Jerry Nadler would do that. Jerry Nadler, of course, is in it for the black people. Which is why when a black reporter from Fox News approached Jerry Nadler, and it's, it's, a, it's a horrible visual because this black reporter, and I'm using the phrase black because this is the topic at hand. I, I detest racial politics. I detest the deception of race. It's a deception. This black reporter is tall, very tall and skinny. <laughs> and of course, Jerry Nadler is shaped like a grapefruit. So it's a terrible visual. But, but what happens when Jerry Nadler, the great man, is approached by this black reporter from Fox News who simply wants to talk to him about crime? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about an Asian young woman um, who decided to make a TikTok video about how to confront racism and, and how to battle it. Well, I don't know what she wants you to do. She wants you to be rude. 
She wants it to be rude to find out if there's racism. <laughs> Nothing is real. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about YouTube and their gods of truth. It's so remarkable to hear them explain what misinformation is and how they attack it. It's so utterly remarkable. Meanwhile, police stations, the Chinese Communist Party being set up in New York. Had a great conversation uh, this past weekend with young Alan from Alan's Artisan Soaps, alansoaps.com slash Todd. And it's so cool to see the joy he lives with. Um, And that sounds so pandering. It sounds like the soft bigotry of low expectations. But I know a lot of people who, who have it nowhere near as challenging as Alan does. His spine is straightened out. No, it's, it's, really, it's, it's really far better. His, his spine is straightened out. The surgery helped. Um, he still, he, he doesn't form sentences until you've spent a lot of time with him. I'm starting to pick up the sentences. But he was proudly wearing his Allen's Artisan Soap shirt and his hat. He loves his soap company. And his dad, John, who founded the company to give his kid a place to work, is building a company that's a template. Here's the value prop. Why am I in a, oh, that's right. We had a, we had a team meeting today, a business meeting. That's why I'm in, I'm in, I'm in business guy speak. Here's the value prop. The ROI. You buy soap. It's great soap. It's handmade. It's small batch. It comes with three generations of family-based soap making expertise. It's all natural. There's nothing harsh in it because it's tested on Alan's skin and given his spectrum problem on the, on the autism or scale, given his structure health concerns, he can't handle that stuff, anything unnatural. It has unique fragrances that Alan helps design. You get that from this company that is a template. Here's the template. Alan works there. Literally, legitimately, for real works. Not just on the creative side, inventive soap fragrances, but in functional work, checking quality, packaging, he works. Here's the value prop. As Alan Soaps at alansoaps.com continues to succeed, we continue to be able to go to bigger companies and say, hey, that's weird. Why can we produce soap using the labor and the creativity of kids you would rather see aborted? But we reward with the dignity of work that's what we do and we can show them how to do it on the positive side hey here's how we do it it's alansoaps.com slash todd use my name get 10 percent off everything on that site alansoaps.com slash todd yeah so here's jerry nadler and he he does a thing uh that this is a great escape techniques that that people in congress have if they're uncomfortable in an interview, they flee to the members-only elevators. That's right. In your capital, with your tax dollars, only the great, very important people, great men like Jerry Nadler, get to ride these specific elevators. He's approached by this very lean, very tall reporter who happens to be black. He wants to talk about crime in the city. Nadler cannot get away from him quickly enough, nor will Nadler make eye contact with him. Oh, yeah, we just want to talk about the crisis that's impacting our country with crime, across the nation. 
Congressman Nath, you set up a meeting with your office and have the discussion? Uh, maybe. I'm going to be busy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tomorrow, does that work? Can we, who should we reach out to in your office, Congressman? You just want to talk about the crime crisis in America. He's gone. Nather's in the elevator. He's gone. Disappears. He's like vapor, that guy, so quick. Wait. Wait, that's a black man with a concern. That's a white man ignoring the questions of a black man with concerns. Nothing is real. And the non-racist paradise of Los Angeles, California... There has been now a resignation. There has been a discovery of racist commentary from Democrats. How could it have been? And it's the Los Angeles Times, to their credit, that released this audio of two city council members and a union boss. (laughs) It's audio of the cartel. Uh, columnist Erica Smith remarked that the comments are something you might hear at a Trump rally. (laughs) Ah! Ah! Nothing is real. You don't hear President Trump calling black children monkeys. (laughs) That's a Trump rally. I don't believe I don't go to political rallies. I don't watch political speeches, but I don't believe you go to Trump rallies. And there's a bunch of people sitting there calling calling black kids monkeys or saying that Korean kids are ugly. City Council President Nuri Martinez, LA County Federation of Labor President Ron Herrera, and Latino council members Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon appeared on the team. The four held a meeting in October 2021 about the maps that had been proposed by the city's 21st or 21 member redistricting commission. Martinez and other Latino leaders present uh, present during the tape conversation were seemingly unaware they were being recorded. And they, they recorded as a white council member handed his young black son as though he were, quote, an accessory. They described council member Bourne's son as a paris chictingo or like a monkey. Yep, yep, that's the Spanish for that. During the conversation with council members Gil Gadillo and Kevin DeLeon in Los Angeles County Federation of Labor President Herrera, Martinez described Barn at one point as a little B-word. You know, female dog. According to recordings of the meeting reviewed by the Times, Martinez also mocked uh, O'Hawkins and said, F-word, that guy, he's with, <laughs> he's with the blacks. De Leon appeared to compare Bonin's handling of his child to Martinez holding a Louis Vuitton handbag. This, this surprises anybody? You have an entire political movement based upon intersectionality and victimhood. You have an entire political movement based upon racial identification and the Los Angeles Times is stunned that members of that political party in private conversation talk down other races. 
but they're never stunned when it's the topic of talking down white people. Dig it? Let me take you down because I'm going to strawberry fields. Nothing is real. Living is easy with eyes closed, misunderstanding all you see. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all worked out. Nothing is real. Are the racial concerns of the Democrat Party real? No. Are there some members of that party for whom it's real? Sure. Does the party as a whole care? No. They care about divide and conquer. They care about deception. They care about fostering hatred and resentment. Resentment's a long-lasting emotion. Rage isn't. Rage is hard to maintain. Hatred's easier. Resentment, man, you can maintain resentment your whole life. Lord Jesus was asked, but how often shall we forgive? I tell you, seven times, 77 times. Seven times 77 is a biblical way of saying to infinity and back. Proverbs 3, verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Um, If they had shunned evil, they would have been in that conversation. Hey, say, wait a minute, wait a minute. These are our brothers. These are our neighbors. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you say they're with the blacks. I'm not going to listen to racial conversation. We love thy neighbor as thyself. Problem solved. Do not be wise in your own eyes. The Supreme Court of the United States allowed a rule to be created that said an objective observer may have thought a thing. Therefore, you can't do it. There's nothing clear about that. You can't base law upon an objective observer might have thought something. Problem would be solved. What is the biblical point of view on race? Uh, The view is there aren't any. That's the view. The Lord Jesus said, there's neither Jew nor Gentile. Said it to the Apostle Paul. He was saying, there's no race. I'm I'm the Lord of all. That, That would be solved. Does that do away with hatred in people's hearts? No, because we're a fallen species. Because we've got a sin problem that removes us from God. Or that removes us, but that separates us. A young woman in New York had herself a notion. She said, I am going to create a test for racism and bigotry and misogyny. Here's her suggestion to everybody. Ready? The number one thing to try if you're a person of color in New York or anywhere, honestly, really just anywhere, is to try walking on the street and don't move aside for the white people. And if you're a woman, the men. Do not move to the side. Just keep on your path. And this is to see how many of them expect you to move. Um, And you'll be surprised at how many people you bump into because they just don't think it's their responsibility. Like, sir, you can move. I'm not going to (laughs) move. Be rude. Don't move. And what if people are looking at their phones or not paying attention or are used to other people moving out of the way? 
Um, hey, if you run that test 10,000 times in a controlled environment with randomly selected people and it comes back that white men don't get out of your way 90% of the time, 51, 70% of the time, let me know. But you're not. You're just being rude. Uh, this week, when we have uh, Zach Abraham on, Abraham on from Bulwark Capital Management, I, I, I'm going to give out a challenge. The good news. I'm going to give out a challenge. What is the good financial news? <laughs> because mortgage rates have doubled in the last 18 months. The cost of a mortgage has doubled. So you think about this. Purchasing a new house, let's say you're going to purchase a $500,000 house, all in, at the end of that, you pay $1.5 million, but now you pay three. Uh, depending on the interest rate and, and the 15 or 30-year mortgage. The cost of houses have doubled. Is there good news? Yeah. Want to know what's actually good at? Saying, yep, and when housing does that, here's where we shift dollars. Here's how we respond to this market that exists, the only one we have. And number one, how do we do it with a focus on risk management? That is their zealous, zealous obsession, risk management. Yes, profits are part of that, but making sure that you don't blow a hole in the profit holding bucket, that's a big part of it because you blow a hole in it. If you're five or 10 years from retirement, that hole, that could mean you do not get to retire. Here's another example. The gas shortages in Europe, fuel shortages, that's going to hit us here. The party's making certain of that, so... What's the good news? And another thing that they're really good at, they'll say, okay, so here's how we're countering that. Here's our positions on that. Now, this is kind of a a conundrum. Do you want to earn profits as companies and organizations and other people lose money? I used to be bothered by that. But knowing that I have been told to steward my resources wisely, the resources the Lord loans me wisely. You've been told the same thing. It is our responsibility to work within a risk management protocol. That's what Bulwark Capital Management does. If you're 5, 10, even 15 years from retirement, you're in the risk zone. So call Bulwark Capital Management about handling your money and stewarding it. They're 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given with a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Meanwhile, one of the most racist countries in the world, I shouldn't say that, one of the most racist governments in the world the Chinese Communist Party, who are Chinese supremacists. This never gets discussed. The bosses of the Chinese Communist Party are Chinese supremacists. Well, and specifically speaking, Chinese Communist Party supremacists, they believe they should run the world, all in full stop. Republican Study Committee Chairman Representative Jim Banks And representatives Michael Waltz, Michael Gallagher, 18 other House members wrote a letter to the hapless, though paper-bullying Merrick Garland and Tony Blinken, the uh, error-prone Secretary of State. We are writing to express our grave concern over reports of the law enforcement presence of the People's Republic of China in New York. 
New York City. The Chinese overseas police station established in New York City earlier this year appears to be a further step of China's illicit long-arm policing on U.S. soil that violates our sovereignty. (laughs) You think? Yes, it does. And what would you feel if you were a Chinese immigrant and here comes the Chinese Communist Party into the country to which you've moved? And incidentally, the young woman who made that video where she was advising young women to be rude so that she could prove there's racism and misogyny, she happens to be Asian. I don't know that she's Chinese, but she happens to be Asian. How would you feel if you had escaped communist China and brought your family over here and here came the Chinese Communist Party to the city to which, to the country to which you have escaped? How would you feel? Nothing is real. Except the word of God. And adhering to it. The FBI, speaking of garlands, the FBI is continuing to raid the houses of pro-life demonstrators and protesters. This is footage taken by the wife of a gentleman named Paul Vaughn. Paul Vaughn had his house raided by FBI guys in heavy armor. Not in armored vehicles, but wearing body armor and, yes, with the, with the big AR setups. And they went to seize him because apparently he engaged in a peaceful blockade of an abortion facility. As of now, the DOJ is entirely uninterested in going after those people who are firebombing Christian birth centers. But if you're not going to let me, then I'll just... No, I want to know why you were banging on my door with a gun. He was trying to get into the house. He was trying to get into the house. You're not going to tell me anything? No, do not. I I, I tried. No, you didn't. You did not try. This is not acceptable. And they're just driving away in their two cars. Here comes another armed guy. He was in back case, you know, the guy tried to escape. Can I have your name? And he's not going to talk to her. He's jumping into the car. You're not going to give me your name. You're not going to give me any information. Public servants protect and serve. Look, I get it that cops are told to do what they do. FBI agents are told to do what they do. But Stephen Friend didn't do it. Stephen Friend didn't do it. Stephen Friend said, I'm a whistleblower. This is about harassing conservatives. This is about violating people's rights. We don't go do felony-type invasions of people's homes for misdemeanors. This is a clear and present attempt to intimidate. That's all this is. Because they do not like what the Supreme Court decided when they went back and looked at the fact that there is no guarantee to the right, so-called right to abortion in the Constitution. It was never there. But when nothing is real 
and people have grown accustomed to my feelings are the law, that's where you get. My feelings are the law. My feelings are science, says Stacey Abrams. For you to become governor, where would you draw the line? 15 weeks, viability, 36 weeks, what's the limit? Where, what I've always said is that abortion is a medical decision that should be made by a doctor and the woman, and that the point of viability as determined a by a woman. doctor should always take into consideration the life and health of a woman. That should be the standard. But the arbitrary standards of timelines ignore the medical reality that it is a fallacy. We know exactly when a pregnancy starts, that we know exactly where we are in the system, I mean, in the, in the term. And what doctors will tell you is that they need to make decisions based on the woman they are treating. And what women will tell you is that they need the right to make medical decisions that can save their lives and save their ability to control their bodies and their futures. Huh. Now do uh, injections. Now do mRNA injections. Same thing. Let me take you down because I'm going to strawberry fields where nothing is real. (laughs) She has no concern about bodies. She's concerned about power. She's driven to kill babies because she lives in the world of lies. Now, you know that she, for years and years and years and years and years, seems like, although it was more like 18 months, said, I didn't lose the election. I'm the elected governor of the state of Georgia, Jake Tapper. two groups uh, of Republicans. One is people who just lie about the election or they're wrong and deluded and just say it was stolen or whatever. And then there's the questioners. And these questioners, these Republican questioners, to me, a lot of them are people who know better, but are afraid Mm -hmm. that if they don't at least come out with, oh, it was rigged in a different way because Twitter wouldn't let the New York Post publish, you know, publicize the Hunter Biden story or whatever. But they go along with it in a way that makes them feel comfortable, but they're still playing along with the lie. I almost find them more cynical players than the deniers. What do you think? (laughs) I almost find people with questions about the election are more cynical than deniers from a network that featured Stacey Abrams. From a network that ran footage of Democrats saying the elections are hacked. The election machines are hacked from a network that participated in three years of Trump stole the elections. The Russians hacked the elections. Nothing is real. Which is such a relief to me. They're all actors. It's a relief. On one hand, it's a relief. They go home at night knowing this is all drama. But they're serving the interests of evil. Do you think Satan cares that they're not sincere? No, I think he finds it ironically funny. I do. The people at YouTube, the largest search engine in the world, monumentally influential media 
publisher. They're not a platform. They're publishers. They're beginning a series warning young people about misinformation. Hence the annoying video game music. Whoa. Before you fall for emotional language, hit pause and check your emotions in case they're being manipulated. Yeah. Before you assume a story's true, hit pause and check more sources to make sure the facts you're getting aren't one-sided. Hey, before you're forced into making a choice, hit pause and ask yourself if there are more options to choose from. Just think of this. And Friday, I'm going to explore that in great depth. What YouTube admits they do. Friday, probably do that the second hour. Zach will be the first hour, God willing. Make sure that you're not accepting a false choice. Hey, look, you either wear a mask or you kill your grandma. You either get shot up or you die. When you want to determine if a story is true, make sure you check both sides. How? YouTube disappears. The other side of the climate discussion. The other side of the COVID discussion. The other side of the election discussion. Before you fall for emotional language, whoa, step back. Trans women are women. Trans rights are human rights. Would you rather have a living son or a dead daughter? Trump is literally Hitler. Any questions? Nothing is real. I think John Lennon got it right. When people awaken from things like this, man, it can be a shock, but there's an awakening coming. I haven't done a show in a long time about the evils of pornography and the beauty of freeing yourself from that. Nothing is real. You know, I've talked from time to time about Pornhub happily hosting videos of young girls being raped because men want to watch that. In fact, some of the top search terms on Pornhub are girl raped, pain. It's, it's look, depravity has no limit. Jordan Peterson, according to my wife, said that hell's a bottomless pit. It can always get deeper. I remember um, an interview with a young woman several years ago. I'll see if I can find it in the KTTH archives who had been in pornography and had conned herself into this is okay and had conned herself into I like this and had conned herself into, well, I'm building a future for myself and had conned herself into um, I'm, I'm, I'm acting, I'm building a career. This is beautiful. This helps people. And she went to a pornography event where at this event, I mean, people who, who are addicted to porn go to meet the, the people who have sex on film for money, the, the people paid to engage in prostitution. She's at that event and she's in the booth and she's signing things and, 
and men who love her, deeply love her, and young women who want to imitate her are coming and getting their signatures, her signature. And they're in line. And she looks up. One man leaves. She looks up at the next man. It's her father. Standing in front of her is her father. Behind her, there's images of her, quote, acting. On the table in front of her, there's DVDs of her acting. And her dad said, I'm not disappointed in you. I love you. I'm worried. I feel sad for what you're doing. I think you got lost. I'm not disappointed. I think you're doing the best you thought you could. I'm hurt for what you're doing to yourself. It hurts me. I'm in town and I think you have my number, but in case you don't, this is my cell number. I'll be here as long as you're here. I love you and God loves you and I I want you to come home. I want you to come home. I love you, darling. Now, two things happened. Well, multiple things. The men standing in line who heard that got out of line. They fled. She had taken from her the major thing that kept her locked into that life. Well, how could I ever go home? My parents are ashamed. He, for the first time in 15 years, had hope. They had dinner way outside of Las Vegas. She went home. Nothing was real except for the father who loves us and will welcome us back, and except for her dad, who had the perfect words at a time when any other phrasing would have had the effect of driving that young woman further into the arms of Satan. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be ready to welcome them back. The prodigals. <laughs>